is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Alright, good day ladies and gentlemen. Got some breaking news from the low country here. That's what we call where we live. Uh, got a tropical storm coming today. And tomorrow, I guess. I don't know. What's the hurricane's name? Um, Ileana or something like that. Starts with an I. An Ily something. I don't know. I barely knew that there was anything coming until everybody was like, everything's shutting down. I'm like, really? Last time we had a tropical storm, it was like a, a light thunderstorm. I was like, hmm, I'm not too worried. Midwest thunderstorms, way worse. Uh, in my in my experience here. Oh, there was a cow situation going here. Here's how you know you're in a weird area is uh, when... There's a, a sign downtown Charleston, I think, that has a big cow on it. And when they take the cow down, people were like, buckle up, we're in for it. Uh, so last night, I saw at least three posts from people saying, oh, the cow's getting removed, we're in for it. And then this morning, strangely enough, ABC said, uh, as of 6.15, the, uh, the cow is still up. So I'm like, why would people just post things about cows coming down off of signs that aren't real. I don't understand it. It's a weird thing. When when we're going by if a cow is up or down off of a sign, we're not talking about a real cow, by the way. A plastic cow. I don't know. It's a strange thing. It's a weird world we live in. We're going to be alright, though. I assure you. What else is going on here? I know. I started writing a new song. The creative juices came to me. I was playing a little guitar. I'm like, mm, this is good. So I I put it down. I only had one riff, right? And uh, recorded that riff. Put some drums to it, little bass, and I'm like, okay, I got the, that'll be the chorus. And I'm like, but I need a verse. So I did a little something non-Adam-like. I tried to do something a little different. Came out beautifully. Came up with a really cool bridge, you know? I was like, nice. So I I had it all recorded. I I made the whole song, right? Just... Guitar, drums, bass. And I was like, you know what? I bet you my friend Greg, you know, my bandmate from Chasing Rain, I bet you he'd like to hear this. Maybe he can add a little something to it. Maybe he can sprinkle a little of his magic in there. So I said it to him, and uh, within a few days, he sent me the song back, and it is so good. I like it. I like it a lot. He took my song, which I I was even thinking, like, man, that seems kind of harsh. I don't know if it's really going to fit into the old Chasing Rain genre. And, but he just sprinkled that Greg magic in there, and woo, we got something good. And, and I was like, should I give you guys a taste of it today? Just a little teaser, a little snippet. And I was like, no, nah, I can't. Yes, no, yeah, I'm going to do it. So here, I'm going to play just, just a little bit of it, just the intro part. Here, here we go.
All right, that's where we're going to stop. That's just a taste. That's a taste. I don't have lyrics written or anything yet, but that's a that's a solid start. A very solid start. So I am excited about that. Um, then, actually, we were talking, me and Greg, and we were like, we have a bunch of songs started. We have demo versions of a lot of stuff. We should revisit. So we probably have five six seven eight songs that we got and you know we usually like to put at least 10 on an album seeing that we only have you know one album well actually we have four finished songs we have enough for an album soon right um it's only been since 2016 so that's seven years that we released our other album uh it took guns and roses 14 years to go from use your illusions to chinese democracy so i mean we're not that bad this is half the time uh, if we get it out within a year. Uh, so it, it's a, an exciting possibility. But for some reason, uh, do you know if you go to Spotify to listen to Chasing Rain, it's grayed out. You can't listen to it. I don't know why. I've been fighting for a couple months trying to figure out why. Send emails to all the people involved, Spotify, CD Baby, all these people that we got it on there. No response. Don't they know who we are? Don't they know who Chasing Rain is? Who doesn't? Anyways, let's forget about that. That's just a teaser, so look forward to that sometime in the next year. New Chasing Rain album. We're doing it remotely, me here in South Carolina, them in Chicago, so it might be called like Chasing Rain Across the Country. I like that. I just came with it. I like it. Moving on. Uh, yesterday, I did a devotion for Ber- Berkeley High School JV football team. And you would think that was an easy ask. A piece of cake, you might say, being that I am in the Devo game. I mean, I do a podcast every week where I do a devotional. That can't be hard. That can't be stressful, right? You'd be wrong. Because here's the tricky part. I had to make it happen in less than five minutes. Like the devotional itself had to be five minutes or less. It could have been longer, I'm sure, but these kids, JV, they don't have the attention span to sit here and listen to me forever. Uh, and I don't know if you've noticed, I mean, it probably just you just don't even realize it, but sometimes I get a little long-winded. Sometimes I get a little off track. Sometimes it takes up to a half hour to get my message across. Like I say, you probably don't even notice because you're so enthralled in this podcast that you're like, really? I didn't even notice that was a half hour that went by. But it happens. But luckily, I did it in less than three minutes yesterday. I, it was something, right? And when I when I was coming up with the devotional, I wanted it to be like this motivational type of devotional where they all got pumped up. And, and as I'm talking, they're like, yeah, mm, that's right. And when they were done, they'd run out of the locker room and like punch a big water jug like in the movie The Programmer. I wanted something like that. Like, man, I want to get them juiced. Uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, not at all. They just sort of kind of looked at me, and it was anticlimactic. So that's what happened yesterday. But I just thought I'd tell you guys about it. So let's just forget all that other stuff, jump into today's Devo, shall we? We shall. So I get a short text Devo from um, my pastor at my previous church. His name is Matt, and I love him. He's an awesome guy. We also talk... Cowboys a lot because check this out. He was roommates with Stephen Jones, which is Jerry Jones' son who owns 
you know, Jerry owns the Cowboys. His son is running the team with him, right? And it's exciting. It, you know, like, he has a lot of information. We talk a lot, right? Me being a Cowboys fan, I've asked him before, like, let me just give Stephen Jones' number. I'm not going to bother him all the time. Just once in a while. Because I, in my mind, I'm like, he's so close to the Cowboys. I mean, his dad owns it. He's there every day. He's He's running it with him that he may not see some things that I see a thousand miles away, right? So what if I just send him a text just once in a while? I'm not even talking like maybe like a couple times a year, right? Hey, and and then he'd be like, man, I got this text from somebody I don't know because he'll never know who I am at first. And he'll be like, this is some good advice. This is good stuff. Then they end up winning like a Super Bowl and he's like, you know, this must be a sign that I should have hire him to be a part of the Cowboys organization. I, I feel like that's what would happen if he just let me talk to him. But he refuses to give me his number. He probably thinks I'm going to blow him up and be like, but I'm not, I promise. But anyways, he sends me a Devo every day, me and my wife, and it's good stuff. We like it, we appreciate it, and all that. I don't like love it or heart it, like it, or anything like that every time but my wife does because I don't fit. I see it. I get it. And I know that he knows that, but anyways, but anyway, here's what the Devo said a couple days ago. And so he sent it to me and I'm like, I got to use this, um, this week in my Devo. Here's what the text said. Our bumper stickers never save us. The way we carry our Bible or share scripture quotes on social media will not save us. We live in an age where it's easier to be seen than ever. It is easy to apply filters, crop, and edit our lives to near perfection. But isn't that all only the outside of the cup? It is quite easy to fool the world around us, but there's one who knows our heart, and that is always really after in the first place. Then there's scripture, Matthew 23, 25 through 26. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Now, the first thing that I read there was the bumper sticker line. Our bumper stickers never save us. And immediately I thought, uh, which has nothing to do with the actual Devo, that there are only certain cars that bumper stickers look good on. And they're like older, uh, like Jeep Wranglers, uh, the Toyota Land Cruiser, FJ Cruisers. Those those things that like there's a bunch of stickers on the back. Usually they've been to different um, national forests and stuff like that where they have stickers. And it's like, that, that looks right. That looks good. I like it. But... Most cars, the bumper stickers, if you see them on there, you're like, that's that's not good. I don't I don't like the way they look at me. And um and there's there's you know what really bothers me when you see a car with a bumper sticker that's crooked. I'm like, oh, how could you do this? How could you just leave it crooked down there? It drives me crazy. And also, have you ever been to a store where you see bumper sticker? Maybe you see one that you like and it's funny. Ah, check this out. But do you ever buy it and put it? No. I don't. I'm like, I'm not putting that in my car. It's crazy. But this this Devo is not about bumper stickers, is it? No, it's not. So let's move on. Uh, so let me read this part again. So w- the way we carry our Bible or share scripture quotes on social media will not save us. I know lots of people share scriptures, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. I don't think that those people are just trying, you know, it has nothing to do with save them, right? Um we live in an age where it's easier to be seen than ever. 
It's easy to apply filters, crop, and edit our lives to near perfection. And that is so true because I know a lot of people that I see on Facebook, like maybe I haven't seen them in a while, and I look, like they have a new profile picture, and I'm like, what? Who is that? And I look, I'm like, oh, that's so, they don't look like that because they're all filtered up like crazy. By the way, people, we know when there's a filter. I, nobody's that smooth. They're, the edges are smooth. There's like, They haven't made filters that good where you're like, hmm, no, we know what you look like. That's not it. Stop filtering up. You heard it here first. Uh, but it says you can crop and edit your lives to near perfection. How many times have I seen people that I know, maybe that have marital problems, and then they're like, oh, I just love my spouse so much. They are great in this night. And you're like, that's not what you were saying. You are trying to fool everybody. And, and most of the time, even when I don't really know the person, I see a, a, a post about how amazing and lovely and great your marriage is. And I'm like, they probably have some marriage problems. They might not, but that's just what I think right away. I'm like, if you're overdoing it this much, telling me how great everything is, probably not great. That's what I'm saying. That's what I feel, right? Um, then we go on to this, but isn't it all the, only the outside of the cup? It's quite easy to fool the world around us. That is true. That's the goal. Fool everybody to think your life is fantastic. It is so good. I... I have it all going for myself. Man, do I do I have it under control. Don't you wish you all were like me? But then there's the, here's, here's the ones. Where, so there's just a lot of stuff that I see on there where I'm like, probably the opposite. But then I see this all the time. This type of post, this type of tweet, this type of status. And this is the ultimate shiny cup here, right? And so I, I saw this online. And I screenshotted it so I could use it here. We don't know who the writer is. I blocked it all out. And it says, I'll pop it up. I saw a homeless man in front of Walmart and I was only getting one thing because I didn't have much money. But instead, I bought a case of water and gave it to the man. I gave him the last of my money and walked away crying because I felt God praising me for putting others before myself. Now, those type of posts are really annoying because I mean if this is even true which it may not be I would think God would give you like if this happened and you really did do it and God God would give you the warm and fuzzies but he would also give you the wisdom to not break your arm patting yourself on the back that is not what God wants. How do I know that? Because Matthew 6, 1 through 4 says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. That's pretty big. If you do this, if you practice your righteousness in front of others, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Nobody wants that. Verse 2, When you, go, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets. You know what? That post was announcing it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Shh, don't tell anyone. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. 
Again, I see this all the time. All the time. And if you address it with them, there's always excuses. I'm just trying to promote for people to do this to others. I want everybody to do that. Okay, but that's not how it's coming off, even if I believe that, what you're saying, right? But it's just not not just people giving to homeless and that kind of stuff, but it's also people like, oh, by the way, I paid for the next person in line at the grocery store. I paid for a latte for someone at Starbucks. I did this. I paid for the person behind me. Yay, me. Look at me. Because many people feel the need to just display this shiny cup to everyone as much as possible because they've come to need that like, that recognition, that rush of people saying, oh, look how good that person is. Look how great their life is. I wish I had a life, a marriage, a family, or whatever like that person. But often, not true. They're just displaying a shiny cup. So let's read a pretty famous psalm, probably one of the most well-known psalms, which is Psalm 23, 1 through 5. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your presence, a table, you prepare, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So we hear about this cup right here. The cup is overflowing because of all the things that God is doing. But here's what sticks out to me about this topic that, that we're on right now, the shiny cup, what everybody sees. Verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and staff, they comfort me. If we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that means we are going to encounter obstacles, problems, hardships, struggle. We're gonna go through things. We are in the shadow of death. Even though God is with us and he is guiding us and his rod and staff, they comfort us knowing that he is in charge, he is sovereign. We are going to be going through storms. Now, if you're going through these hardships, these storms, these, this struggle, guess what? Your cup is going to probably look pretty beat up, worn, and used. It's going to look... You know, if you ever, if you use something a lot, it's going to get worn down. I have guitars that have worn out parts on it because I'm using it. A car, if you drive it for years and years and years, it gets worn down. The paint chips, things happen where it doesn't look great. Your house, if it's been going through storms, you're going to have some repairs that you have to make. It's not going to look pristine. So we've touched on this habit of people displaying their shiny cup. But what about ministry leaders? At the end of that devotional that Pastor Matt sent me, it had the scripture Matthew 23, 25 through 26 displayed on it. And it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, you clean the inside of the cup and dish, 
then the outside will also be clean. Now, this is obviously directed at ministry leaders, you know, pastors, elders, deacons, teachers, everybody, everything that goes into ministry. Um, now, obviously, he was talking to the Pharisees at the time who were blindly legalistic and they couldn't see the Son of God standing in front of them. But I assure you, there is still Pharisees out there alive and well today. There are plenty of false teachers and wolves in sheep's clothing leading people astray. They probably all have real shiny cups. But it should be no secret that we in ministry, the leaders, the pastors, elders, deacons, all of them, we go through rough times. We go through storms. It's promised many times in the Bible that we're going to go through struggle. And me and my family, we went through probably the toughest times we had in our lives over the past year and a half, two years. But instead of pushing that down and displaying a bright, shiny cup for everyone to see, I've been openly admitted that I was in the midst of a storm in this very podcast Devo many times. I was on stage in church breaking down during some prayers because I just, it was so hard for me. And, and in the midst of that, I had many conversations with friends and family and other pastors and ministry leaders about the struggle. I cried. I asked for advice. I asked for prayer all while dropping down to my knees and asking God for his love and his mercy and his forgiveness and his help. But through that rough patch, I can assure you my cup has been weathered, beat up, worn, and dented even. And that's fine. And I don't care about the cup because the cup only holds the good stuff, the love of Christ. And I don't care in the end what my cup looks like as long as it's able to hold that good stuff. And so when you're on social media and you see all these amazing cups, the shiny ones, the clean ones, these big extravagant cups, just know that they may not be filled with the goodness of Christ. They may be filled with diarrhea. That's, I mean, that's just the truth. They could be. I don't know. But that's all I have for today. Hopefully um, you got something out of it and you have a good week. See you next time.